Welcome to the Carpe Diem Podcast with Matt and Jared. I'm Matt. And I'm Jared. And it's a great day to seize the day. And welcome back to another episode of Carpe Diem with Matt and Jared. Yeah, it was. It was. We kind of went and It wasn't at all. We're (laughs) flying by the seat of our pants here most of the time. So you just have to bear with us as we endure this journey of life. <laughs> so what's on your mind today, Jerry? You know, there are a lot of things, I guess. <laughs> but I figured a good topic would be in the realm of, like, guns and hunting. Not necessarily because, like you said, um, like there's probably not much as far as guns go that we would disagree on. Just the, maybe, like, when it comes to laws and stuff. But I was thinking more along the lines of, like, the good experiences that you have with guns and, you know, the things that you experience when you, you know, go shooting or go hunting that can apply to, like, real-life skills, you know, things that you learn about yourself. And I figured that would be a, a good topic to have. Well, yeah, most definitely. I mean, as you said, I'm very pro second amendment you know i'm pro guns i don't think that there's any guns really that shouldn't be in some way capable of of owning now i'm not saying you shouldn't be checked before you own them or that you shouldn't have to pay a fee you know just like you currently do if you want a a suppressor or if you want a automatic weapon you gotta i mean there's all kinds of paperwork and like i think automatic weapon is only um um, supposed to be for like collectors, you know. It's not supposed to be for people going out and shooting a lot. You yeah. know, it's just like for gun collectors kind of thing. But, <clears throat> but I am very pro, and I've done my fair share of hunting. You know, I'm I'm an avid hunter and fisherman, and uh, like like shooting me some deer, squirrel, birds, ducks. Now see me. I don't. Doves. I've never done the hunting thing. Yeah, I know. That's because I can't. I just don't. I remember killing a rabbit when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And like it really got to me, you know. Like ate at me for a few days, and I just realized that I did not want to do that again. But as I've gotten older, I kind of like see the. I don't think I could go out deer hunting or like raccoon hunting or rabbit hunting, like any of that coyote hunting. I don't think I, even though I understand the coyote part of it, you know, just yeah. because. And I think that's where my stance for hunting is is like for like bison or caribou or like those things that as they get older they become more of a like nuisance to their own species than they do help yeah. you know what i mean like some bison like they're they, like as they get older they just get like reckless and well and that's the main reason for deer hunting too is because they overpopulate yeah and then they start getting diseases and they start I mean, just not being healthy. The the herd is not healthy. Right. And by hunting, a lot of times you'll weed them out where they they're stronger. You know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not a trophy hunter. Uh, there are people that are trophy hunters. Like that's what they want. They want to go out there and kill the biggest one ever. Now I'm not gonna say if a big big old deer walks out that I'm not gonna shoot him. But what I'm saying is that that's not what I'm going out there for. I'm right. going out there for meat. I'm a, I consider myself a meat hunter. You know, I'm a, I'm a carnivore. Yeah. I like my meat. And, um, and so. Well, meat eaters do, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I mean I, it, it doesn't I, I matter. Like it's it's kind of weird because I had the thought that, you know, like people that still eat meat, but like wouldn't be able to kill their own food, you know, which I yeah. feel like I would fall in that category. But it's because I've, you know, like we could drive to the store. Yeah. You know, if exactly. it were if things were different, and when I and I had to hunt to survive, I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure I could. You know, without a problem. Yeah. Well, I see it as I see it more, and I don't know, like on a spiritual level, like, you know, I'm sacrificing that animal's life so that I can live. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like um, that one time when we were killing chickens, and I mean, obviously we didn't use a gun to shoot them, but you know, you string them up upside down, 
cut their neck out, let them bleed a little bit, and then cut their head off. And yeah, I think a big I mean, thing done, but always it seems brutal. It does. You know? It seems very brutal. And that's what gets me is like with the mass meat farming and stuff like that, which yeah. is off the topic of like hunting. Yeah. But I mean, it just seems like if I go hunting. And it's not always going to happen like that where you get a one-shot clean kill. Like, yeah. you know, the animal doesn't, it just Suffer. dies in. I mean, that's yeah. very rare, I feel like. Cause, I mean, you could be shooting from 100 yards. and yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of factors that come into play there. Yeah, I mean, bigger animals. Yeah, and I don't like wounding them, you know. Um, I, I, I try my best to find it. You know, I, it's only happened to me a couple times. But where I go out and I see some blood after I've shot, you know, and I see some blood, but it's not there. You know, and so that means it ran. You have to follow the blood trail, and then sometimes you lose the blood trail. Right. And, I mean, what, once you lose it, I mean, you look around. I mean, I look, I've looked for hours before trying to get back on the blood trail. Yeah. But just not being able to find it. Um, and I always hate doing that, you know, because, like I said, I'm a meat eater. That's what I'm wanting is the yeah. meat. And um, so I always hate whenever, whenever we lose one and, you know, can't can't recover it because sometimes it may live sometimes it may not you know yeah um but believe it or not for deer in this area anyway the number one predator of a deer is actually a car more 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 deer are killed from car accidents than they than they are from hunters i think that's true for about every animal probably is <laughs> yeah mean, squirrels think yeah, about them squirrels rabbits yeah possums i mean probably so yeah it's pretty pretty bad around here i feel like yeah a lot of wildlife around <laughs> here but as far as the guns go, I mean, I think that the, the the saying, I guess, is kind of cliche, but, like, guns don't kill people. People kill people, you know? With guns. With, yeah, they may have guns, but they also yeah. may have knives. Yeah. They may also have that's whatever. The, but, you got to remember to stay on the, the gun topic because yeah. you can't compare tomatoes to apples, you know? No. But about, but I mean, because the number one killer of people in America would be cars. You probably, know? yeah, I mean, or diseases. More than likely, yeah. But, but that's like cars are something that humans actually oh, physically yeah. control. You know. Yeah, I see what you're saying with that, but you know, I mean, without guns, people are still gonna find a way to kill people. I mean, that's yeah. never gonna. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and and even if they, yeah, sanction as we talking, gunshots are going off somewhere. Yeah. Um, but you know, podcast, <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, the the key is safety. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean that's what I learned from a young young age is the proper way to handle a weapon. Yeah, I mean, it even started like when I was little, like with toy guns. Right. You know, it's like, hey, don't point that gun at people. You know, don't point it at, don't shoot at people. You even know, those cap guns when I was yeah. a kid, you know, like don't point those at people. Exactly. I mean, you know, it resembled a real gun, you know. Yep. And you, and, and that's also like training, yeah. you know, like you're training the, the child then, hey, don't point that at people. You know, that's, you got to keep it safe. You got to keep the barrel pointed down, keep the barrel pointed up. Yeah. Of course, down is the most safe, but you know, up is better than pointing at somebody. Right. If you have no other option. But, you know, I just, I mean, and that's what gets me sometimes about the, the whole, you know, people saying, well, we need to ban assault rifles, you know? Well, do you know the definition of an assault rifle? There's not one. I would just say, <laughs> because it, all, my definition is like probably a 15 to 30 round magazine, semi-automatic rifle, you know? That's in my, like when you say assault, like assault rifle, that's what it comes to mind, you know? Yeah. It's not a Ruger 22 with a six, like a six shot clip in it or something yeah. like that, you know? Well, the the thing is, there's not an actual, because you can't say an assault rifle, because all rifles or guns, for that matter, matter can be used as assault. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So. It refers to military grade rifles. Maybe. Military, but they're not available to people. Military grade or not. AR-15s? Are they are not, right? no. AR-14s? Mm-mm. Those are not military used weapons. They use the M16. It resembles an M16, but it's not but the, the same. only difference being the fact that the M16 has variable fire, where you can switch from semi-auto to auto. To some burst. of them, but some of them are just are just single shot, semi-automatic. Right. Yep. That's a, that's I feel like that's a small portion of nightly. A lot of people carry heavy machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like uh, yeah, actual MGs, machine guns. Yeah. yeah. But, 
but you know but that's the that's the thing that gets me because they think oh because it's got uh, a red dot scope and a grip on it and this and that you know uh, a stock on it that folds or whatever yeah you know that oh you know that's an assault rifle because it looks scary mm-hmm. you know but it's the exact same as my grandpa's 22 that's sitting in the safe you know right. i mean it does the exact same thing yeah. It shoots the exact same bullet, actually, as the one that my grandpa has. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It shoots a two two three, the one that I have, anyway. Right. You know, it shoots a two two three, and it's the exact same as that hunting rifle that I got. Yeah. You know, the only difference is that, that one's got a red dot soap on it and an adjustable stock and um, a folding foregrip. Which, don't they use those types of weapons to hunt feral hogs? There is a lot, yeah, but the feral hogs are like very invasive, aren't they? Oh, very, that's down, like especially here. They they're have huge, to maintain. yeah, um, because they tear up the fields, the farmers' fields. I right. mean, they'll get into people's gardens. Kill I've seen wildlife them, and pets yeah, and I've, I've seen them. Well, not necessarily kill them, but they can kill them. But I mean, I've seen them just absolutely destroy like land, like get out there and start rooting around and stuff. And so that's one of the big things around here. But what's become real popular, and I don't do it, but a lot of my friends have. Um, and they're using thermal scopes. Yeah. And they'll go out at night, because that's when the hogs are most active is at night. Right. And they'll go out, and some farmer or something, somebody, a landowner, will say, hey, I got a bunch of hogs, you know, that's tearing up my land or killing my crops, you know, tearing up my crops. And they'll go out there, and they'll kill them, and they'll they keep them. I mean, it ain't like they kill them and throw them we in the edge of the woods. They make bacon and everything else. Oh, for real? Yeah. I figured it'd be like rough well rough some meat. of it is it is tougher i mean it's a little tougher uh, the wild wild hog versus the the meat you buy in the yeah. store you know <laughs> it's kind of like turkey um really the only thing in a wild turkey that's i mean you can eat anything on it but the only parts that really are good are like the breast right um the legs because they run so much and yeah. walking around and stuff they i mean it's full of muscle man it's tough man it's uh, <laughs> it's real tough to eat and and um Whereas the the turkey you buy at the store sits in a chicken or turkey house, yeah, you know, doesn't it, even it doesn't even hardly. walk. You know, yeah. it just stands around all day, you know, and eats and poops, and that's yeah. that's what it does. So there are there are things like that, but you know, and and right now, you know, I, I think in most parts of the country anyway, you know, there's like an ammo shortage. You know, people have been talking about that for ten years. People haven't can't find ammo, can't, and if they do find it, it's really, really expensive. And what that is is just crazy people buying it. You know, I like the gas. That just yeah, we just had that happen where there was a gas shortage around here. You know, but there was was only a gas shortage because people panic bought. Yeah, because even <laughs> even the pipeline people said that, you know, they only delivered gas every five days to the, the holding tanks or whatever. Right. You know, and and it wasn't even offline for five. Days, yeah, it was like right at five days. Yeah. So I mean, they said there shouldn't have been any shortage without panic buying. So that's kind of what happened. Like when Joe Biden got into office, they were everybody started freaking out. You started hearing all this stuff. About, oh, they're going to take our guns. They're going to take our guns. They're not going to take your guns. Now, what they can do is take ammo. They can put restrictions because ammo is not regulated by the Constitution. Right. You know, and that's nothing in there says anything about ammo. What I believe that they will do is they'll start regulating the ammo and putting taxes on ammo or, you know, saying only this much can be bought at one time or... Or you can only hold this You can much. only hold this Which, much. How would they know how much you're holding anyways? That's like knowing how many guns you have. Yeah, well, that, that would be... a rough be, estimate. I mean, that it would be more like buying at one time. You know? Yeah. Kind of like how when you go to the beer... If you go to the beer store, you can't buy more than like five cases of beer at a time. <laughs> Yeah, you know, makes sense. I mean, what would you need more than five? Yeah, uh, but you you can't do that now. You know, in the college days, I might have walked out and then walked back in and bought five more cases, and used a different person. You know, to <laughs> to ring it up. But you know, just some kind of restrictions like that, or put putting more pressure on manufacturers of ammo. I mean, I could see them doing something like that. But and they may ban assault weapons. I'm using air quotes here, even though y'all can't see me. But you know. They may ban assault weapons, but the definition of that is so broad. Yeah. You know, I mean, I understand. There don't need to be automatic weapons on the street, you know? I understand, you know, 
drum magazines. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, mean, like hundred capacity magazines. Yeah. I mean, I I can understand that, but <clears throat> I mean, I think they should still be available for collectors, because there's actually people out there that collect like like people collect stamps or coins. You know, they collect guns and they collect accessories for guns and and you know if you bought a Thompson, you know, from the earlier days, you know, yeah. and you wanted it to be authentic, you might would want a hundred round magazine, you know, for for it to be authentic, yeah. you know, and not have it dumbed down. It's kind of like the um, uh, oh man, what was I? There was a gun that I was thinking about that I that never mind. <laughs> it was Are you a, talking about the for the the drum mag? No, it, it was a, um, I, was, I can't remember what model it was, but it was an old gun from like, it was like a Chinese version of like the AK or something. It was something like that. I can't remember. But the guy, they had took it apart basically where they couldn't, you couldn't use more than like four bullets at a time or something into it and you couldn't put a magazine into it. Huh. Um, and so he, he wanted it to be authentic like it was supposed to be until they doctored it, you know, and made it where you couldn't hold as many. And um, he couldn't find a kit nowhere to do that. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm <coughs> like I said, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm all, I'm okay if they legalize all of them because I know that I'm not going to use it for something it shouldn't be used for. You know. Right. Now I will protect my family, my friends, or anybody on the street that I see. You know, if I saw a guy pull a gun on somebody in the street i'm not saying i wouldn't use my gun to then relieve them of their life you know to protect that other person's life you know i'm not saying i wouldn't do that but i know i'm not going to use it for uh for a reason that it's not supposed to be used for yeah but i feel like almost i was trying to figure out how to word this i feel like when you support all of that you know you like you, you think people should be able to have 100 round drums or fully automatics or all these accessories which that that was a point that i wanted to touch on i feel like that they're going to try to limit the accessories oh yeah have for well they've already done that with the bump stops yeah um after um the las vegas shooting right they supposedly that guy used bump stocks you know and so now that's you know you pretty much can't buy them now right um they've went off the market um, you might be able to find a black market or something, but yeah. you ain't gonna find a new one at a dealer or nothing. But, but I mean, even those. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't understand how that caused him to shoot it any faster, because it doesn't. You I know, mean, the stock would only affect the way that he like takes the recoil. Right. Well, well, the bump stock. What that does is it, it's got like springs and it. it shoots it back forward. The gun. So like when it comes back and hits you, then it shoots it back forward. So it keeps it steadier. Well, while it's shooting. so you can. Sh it's supposed to make you shoot it faster. Um, because it's pulling forward. You're pulling back. It's pushing forward. And you're not taking the time. You see what I'm saying? And then your finger, your finger, can work faster that way. Oh, okay. With a bump, with a bump stock. You know, so you should be able to fire the gun faster. But I've shot mine fast. It, 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 I ain't never owned a bump stock, but it can't be much faster than what I can pull, pull it just with my finger. Right. I'm just randomly shooting, you know? Like, supposedly that's what he was doing. He wasn't aiming. He was just randomly shooting out into the crowd from that window. And he had a, some kind of rifle, like semi-automatic Yeah, it was rifle. something. I can't, probably an AR-15 or something, you know? But, yeah. But, I mean, it's... I mean, it could have been any rifle. I mean, if you put, if you take an AR-15 and you take, which AR does not stand for assault rifle. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't know that. But, I don't uh, know what it stands for. It's Armor Light. Armor Light rifles. That's who developed them and made them. Right. But, you and know. Police, police issued anyways, right? Yeah, like a lot of SWAT police. And police stuff. and SWAT have them. And they also have, you know. That's a big old wasp. That is a big old, <laughs> that's one of them old ones there to get you in. It'll hurt. You up. It'll hurt. <laughs> yeah, as in red ones. Or red wasp. But leave him alone, he'll leave us alone. But um Yeah, I mean 
police are issued them. I mean, MP5s, police are issued some, some police officers, SWAT team members and stuff are issued MP5s because they're short. I mean, I don't know that it's an MP5, but it's uh, compatible to an MP, MP5, you know, because it's got a short, shorter barrel on it. Yeah. Um, most of them are still semi-automatic, you know. Right. I mean, the only people that pretty much have a fully automatic is military. And that's only in military. It's not like they got them in their personal collection. You know, it's yeah. issued guns. But if so. you compare like an MP5, which would shoot like a 9mm, right? Mm-hmm. Could that, it probably holds 30 rounds in a clip. Or Plus more. you add the, the accessories like a grip or whatever you could have on it, extra stock. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you compare that to what you could shoot out of like a 12 round 9mm pistol. There is a significant difference there, you know, just between the the true capabilities of the weapon. And I don't mean for like a mass shooting. I'm just I just mean in general. Yeah, well, that's you know, because the barrel is longer. Barrel's longer. You have more stability. You yeah. Have more twice as many shots. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I got a. I ain't trying to tell everything I got on here, but you know, I got a um, thirty round magazine that fits in my nine millimeter pistol. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, it just slides right in there, hangs down. And, about 12 inches, you know? I mean, so I mean, I, I got one that goes in a pistol, but it'll also fit in my MP5, you know? So. I did want to go back and touch. You, you, did you take the hunter safety course? I did. Yeah, I did too. And I feel like that course was really like pivotal, you know? Especially because I took it in seventh grade, sixth grade. And that's like a pivotal point where you really start like yeah. becoming independent and everything, you know? And I feel like it taught. I had to take it to be on a part of the shooting team at school. Like that's right. I team. forgot you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which that was an experience as well because you went to these places that were full of people, you know, and it taught you how to use a firearm around people. Yeah. You know, like a, a big group of people. Yeah. And I that's feel right. like that's a. It's a good experience to mm-hmm. learn how to like truly handle a weapon. Yeah. And a lot of people don't get that, you know. Which I keep thinking about Chicago, man. And like just the fact of how much violence there is there involving guns, you know. And I, not one of those people took took a hunter safety. I mean, no. you know, like I could, I'd almost bet all the money I got on it. <laughs> well, I mean, touching on that point is that's the other thing is like how people don't handle their guns safely. Yeah. You know, and it's just because they don't know what they're doing. You know, I'm all yeah. for that. I'm all for training. I mean, you know. People, I mean, it ought to be taught in school. I mean, but then you also like, there's a, I don't know, man. It's tricky, especially like with a place like Chicago, you know, because you do you want to teach these people how to truly handle a weapon when knowing well they're gonna have to use it for reasons that they shouldn't have to, yeah. you know. But I think, whoo, hmm, sorry there, big yawn come <laughs> out. But I think. I mean, I think that if people understood more, and I know this is not on the same topic, but it kind of is. I think that your generation, your age and down, are a little less sensitive, I guess, about that. And I'm 26, by the way, for anybody listening. Yeah, and and I'm 36, so it's a 10-year difference. Yep. But... You know, I think I think y'all are a little less sensitive to that because y'all grew up on the shoot 'em up games. Not saying that they cause people to shoot people because I don't yeah. really believe that, but I think it desensitizes us to that. Um, and we also grew up in the like people in my age range like grew up in a more like accepting environment, I guess, of violence. You know, because yeah. that's when movies like Die Hard started coming out, and like violence just became more prominent in everyday life than yeah. it were. And it was also, and it was also the generation of the school shootings. School shootings, yeah. Because I mean, I remember I was in the Columbine. Yeah, right. That was yeah. like the first big one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like the first. Well, I think it was actually there was one in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Was like the first one I remember hearing about. I, I think that was the first one. Seems like I was in like sixth grade or something sixth or seventh grade but like the guy pulled the fire alarm they did like they always do they walked outside you know and formed your little lines and he was standing in the woods and like killed like two or three kids or something um 
But then Columbine was the biggest because that most people talk about because that was like a group of them went in, had planned this out, went in. I mean, they had like propane tanks that were strapped with explosives. You know, yeah, they didn't and, expect to walk out of there alive. No, and they wasn't planning on coming out alive. And, you know, they were armed to the T and was, like, walking up to people and shooting them in the forehead, you know. Yeah, and like, for the fun of it. Yeah, and, like, you know, and and that, that I mean, I, and I grew up in that as well because, like I said, I was in, I'm thinking I was in, like, that happened in, like, 99, so I would have been in, like, ninth grade or something. Right. Like when Columbine happened. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so, you know, that, we were kind of in that era. Yeah. You know, when that was going on, but. And I bet that was weird, too, like being in high school and hearing about Columbine. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it most definitely was. Because when I was in school, like, there was, which my generation is very bad about making jokes out of, like, tragedy. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's, I think it's our, my generation's way of, like, just realizing life goes on and. Not to take life too seriously because, it, you know, shit happens. Yeah. But a lot of people, when I went to school, made a lot of jokes about, like, he's the next school shooter, you know? Oh, yeah. And I feel like that, dude, like, you tell the wrong, like, say that to the wrong person, like, that person, I think it's a big mental health thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, know? oh like, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, a lot of people try to blame the guns, man, but you talk about, like, school shootings and stuff, those people are sick. Yeah. Like, something is wrong with them, you know? And you never hear about that because, like, yeah. People just want to blast their name and their face all over, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it happens. Well, like what happened? Any like kind of shit. What happened yeah. to that kid that made them turn that way? Yeah, I and mean, well, what happened? My question is, what happened with society? Yeah. Because, I mean, the school shooting thing didn't really start coming out until the nineties. Yeah. You know, like before that, I mean, I remember my dad talking about going to school with a shotgun like in his truck because they yeah. were going hunting right after school was over yeah you know <laughs> i mean but when i was in school they would bring dogs out oh yeah and have dogs sniff yeah. around for gunpowder and drugs or whatever yeah you know but but something some kind of shift happened there because these guys were bringing guns to school right uh, you know on school property i'm not they're not taking them in to yeah. school but they're in their vehicles you know and and people weren't getting shot. There was actually a, a a picture that was that was shown. I can't remember where it was at, but it was from like the fifties or sixties or something like that. And like they had an escaped convict or something that was there close by, like near the school, the high school. Right. And like one of the teachers and then one of the students actually went out to their vehicles and got their guns out of the vehicles and went and stood by the door of the school. Like protecting the school. Huh. Um, I can't remember where that was at, but it's a good excuse to get out of class. Yeah, it? I guess you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, why, why, what caused? There, there's a deeper problem than guns. Well, yeah, and it's been slowly coming out as the uh, the years have been, you know, progressed. Yeah. Because like growing up, I don't remember any of the problems that are like relevant now. I don't remember them being, uh, like, there wasn't a mental health awareness month. Yeah. You know, there wasn't nearly as much depression Well, see, I don't take, world. I don't take stuff like that very seriously anyway. Like what? Well, it's like making a meme for something, for a cause, you know? You're, you're doing a meme or a mental health awareness month, you know? Right. But there's steps that people can take to actually do something. Yeah. Instead of just talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know? And and so I don't I don't really pay no attention to any of that, right? You know, um, and it goes for any awareness day or you know, I mean I'll just say it Black History Month, you know any of that. Uh, there are steps that we can take to make those things more available. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's not just oh, uh, it's like the Me Too movement, right? That went around. You know, like. Everybody was just hashtag me too, you know? Well, just talking about it, talk, you know, just saying me too doesn't mean you're doing anything about it, of changing, oh, sure. of changing the problem that is at hand, you know? That's, I and, mean, that's literally for every situation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and so I, I don't, that's why I don't jump on board on none of that. Right. You know, I, I mean, I don't care what it is. You know, I don't 
post anything on Facebook hardly. You know, I just, I don't jump on board with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, like we've talked about with the vaccine and stuff. I mean, if somebody comes out and asks me, yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. That, make, but, that post their, add those uh, banners to their Facebook profile yeah. picture, like the, no. either the non-vax or the yeah. vaccinated sides. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like stuff like that is a waste of time because yeah. it's like they want to be in a part of this group. Yeah. Almost, yeah. And, but the, you know, it just, it's the same thing with like mental health and when you're talking about guns and stuff. I mean, there's people out there that say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not for any guns. You know, we don't, we need to get rid of them all. You know, uh, there's so many guns out there right now that it would be next to impossible to get all the guns away. You know, what you would get was all the legal guns. Yeah. You know, but the illegal guns, I mean, nobody knows who's got them. <coughs> you know, guns that were stolen. Will be criminals. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of the law. I mean, and you can look at countries that don't have legal guns. Yeah. And see, there's still people walking around AK-47s, policing the streets. You know, yeah. Uh, and so I mean, somebody wants a gun, they gonna get a gun. It don't matter whether they're legal or not. The only thing, uh, and one good example that I like using is that um, during World War Two, right after World War Two, they um, interviewed one of the Japanese generals that helped the uh, bomb Pearl Harbor, which was bombed by the Japanese. I saw a thing today when they asked somebody and said, "Who bombed Pearl Harbor?" and they said the U.S. But, <laughs> anyways, um, I think that's a history they, problem. They, they asked him. Problem. They asked. Uh, they asked the guy. Said, you know, you had us with our pants down. You know, you caught us not ready at all. Why did y'all not just continue on and come to the mainland? You know, and he said that that they were split, like they're the head generals or whatever uh, yeah. over the military there were split between doing it or not doing it. And the reason why the, the ones that didn't want to do it was because guns were legal over here and they didn't know how many guns people had. So, A lot. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they didn't want to get over here. And then, I mean, they felt pretty confident after destroying the Pacific Fleet like they did that they could get on the mainland with no problem. Yeah. And they wasn't really worried about the military. They was worried about everybody else that had weapons, you know, because that was that's like militia style, you know. Yeah. And so th that's what he said that in the end they decided not to because of that, um, because Makes of sense. the unknown. And it's just like now, I mean, I think, I mean, if you count Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor wasn't, I mean, Hawaii wasn't a state at the time, but, you know, before that, the British were the last ones to invade us, and that was the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah, you know, so. You no, know, I do think that that's a big factor in why we haven't had any mainland attacks. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, because these but they other resort. Countries. See, that's the thing, though. Like other countries, man, they resort. They know that they can't come here just because of the uncertainty. There's still uncertainty. You know, they don't know how many people in America have guns. No, they don't. You know, um, but I think that they—that's why they resort to exterior you know cyber I mean, attacks cyber attacks and you know whatever it could be yeah well and that's I what mean, the world's going to really yeah. i mean because everything's run off of a computer now yeah i mean everything so these people that can hack can get in there and hack and get millions of dollars like the colonial pipeline hikers yeah. you know but going back to guns i mean you know i just you know it's just to me Guns are a right guaranteed by the Constitution. And the, the funny thing is, it's, it's to protect from government is what's funny about it. Yeah. You know, that's the reason why they did tyrannical it. Tyrannical government. Yeah, right? from tyrannical government. But there's no way that, I mean, even if you've got every gun-owning citizen in America to agree to you know, storm the White House or storm the Capitol building. I mean, I'm not trying to say to do that, you know, but if even if everybody did, 
they wouldn't win. No. Because the government, the, the military has so many more options. Now, it'd be a long, hard fought battle, I and believe. All these people would be charged for treason. treason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You but know? So there that's ain't, why I there don't ain't no way that the... you can overtake the U.S. government. Yeah, and I don't understand you know how the second amendment is worded like that because it's almost like a revolving door it's yeah. like okay the government's tyrannical but you like rebelling against them or trying to overtake overthrow them is treason yeah <laughs> it goes back to what Which we were talking about tyrannical about. <laughs> i mean it's just uh, like yeah i mean i understand what you're saying i think i think what they were talking about in that was if they came you know if they wanted you to confiscate your guns and they had like a drop box and you didn't do it and they come to try to take your guns you know what i mean yeah i, I think that's kind of kind of where, where it's going what what that's leading to you know is is it saying that you have your right to own your weapons you know the government can't touch them you but you also have your right to die by your weapons exactly you know I, one thing that really um I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I think it's like Code Red Law or something like that. Have you seen anything about that? No, I haven't heard of that. Um, I can't remember. That, that doesn't sound right. But anyway, what it is is like if, if your neighbor, um, if you go out and you have a gun and you're out on your porch with your gun, not even shooting it, you just have it sitting there or holding it or maybe you just got it and you're kind of aiming you know to the woods or whatever and your neighbor sees you they can call and report you for um having a gun to the terror of the community or something like that right they then get a warrant come to your house to get your gun because this person has called in and said that you're a danger to the community all right mm. So they come in, they get a warrant, they come into your house. They do, which a lot of places since that last one um, are doing away with it, but the no-knock warrant, they get a no-knock warrant, all right? You're a law-abiding citizen. You bought your gun legally. You have never been in any kind of trouble. Everything's good, right? Well, this just because this person said that, they come in, they no-knock warrant your door. You've got a gun. You hear somebody breaking your door down. What do you do? You grab your gun, right? You've got maybe a wife and kids sitting in the house. So you're going to protect your wife and kids. So you grab your gun. You go, you see a guy dressed all in black. Boom, boom, you shoot. They shoot and shoot you, you know? Your wife heard the commotion. She grabbed her gun because she had a pistol maybe. She grabs that goes out they sees her husband dead goes up and shoots to to shoot whoever it is they kill her now you've got two kids orphaned all because this guy was scared that yeah. this guy had a gun but i think it's more so it's not even the neighbor's fault in that scenario it's the fact that no warrant no knock warrants well yeah exist, but still just know? the fact that that the police could come to your house though with a warrant just based off of just pure, based off of one person yeah. being scared because they saw you with a gun yeah that's scary man you know i feel like coming to your house is one thing man but the whole no knock warrant thing like wasn't that a big reason part of the reason that brianna taylor lost her life i think that was i think on that one was I, there was one of them i can't remember which one it was that did that i know that when i lived in Asheville, the the uh i think it was the city or the county or something had to pay a bunch of money to this man because he was sitting on the floor dividing up cocaine and they did a uh uh or uh, something they did some kind of where they was coming into his house you know yeah executing a warrant i don't know if it's no knock or not but they threw a flashbang in there and it rolled right in between his legs and blew his junk off oh my god <laughs> And so, so like, of course, he, I mean, it didn't kill him, but he sued, obviously, yeah. and got all kinds of money. And, they, of course, they dropped any charges against him and all that. But uh, I was just like, man, you know, 
because them things are like super heated. You know, that's, yeah. that's what causes the flash is like the, the burning of that sulfur or whatever, magnesium yeah. or whatever. I've seen a couple of videos of like guys, like dud, they thinking it's a dud and it blows up in their hand. Probably I would just, imagine they yeah. lose their hand, right? Probably, I would assume. Because I mean, the people videoing it, it scares them so bad that they end up like yeah, going away from like moving the camera. I would assume that it would, but... I mean, that was just a, something that I read in the newspaper. I remember when I was in college, they were... That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that they were talking about how that had happened, and I was like, wow. Mm. You know? I think he would have rather just went to jail. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. I would have. <laughs> but, I don't know. Any other thoughts that you... Um, which, this is going back to kind of towards the beginning that was a big bird i don't know if you just saw it this mm -hmm. whoever um but the trophy hunting mm -hmm. i feel like there are certain cases where it's that is a big bird yeah <laughs> that's a hawk dude man your that's house a, is loaded with them it's it's a big one <laughs> what was it a few weeks ago that i saw that other big hawk you know mm -hmm. and i was yeah. like i even said man that's a big hawk right there i think that one might be bigger yeah it might have been yeah, there's a bunch of wildlife around here. <laughs> but but um, uh, with the trophy hunting, there's a lot of those times where, like I was talking about earlier, like which is a weird fact, but like a lot of those animals, man, when they sense weakness in another of their own species, they'll go ahead and kill them, like bison. They'll like turn, like if you're bison hunting and you shoot a bison, the other bison that are with it will turn on it and try to kill it. Really? Because, yeah, because they like... It's like animal instinct to like get rid of that that weak link. Sacrifice yeah. the weakest one. Yeah. Um, but with the trophy hunting, I feel like there's a lot of cases where, like, if something like if tigers are killed for its blood, for their blood or whatever, for their pelt, mm -hmm. you know, or elephants killed for its tusk. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's not reasonable. No, that's you know? not. Hunting. But when you're talking about like a lion or a tiger or like a leopard or something that is like endangering its own species or like a, a an inhabiting species of the of the area i feel like that's where it's warranted you know yeah. like people someone's paid or or pays the community or wherever it is it could be a village in nigeria or something you know you pay to take care of this animal that's already causing a nuisance yeah to its own species or the surrounding area i feel like that's where trophy hunting is warranted you know because yeah it's beneficial to all parties you know yeah and that well it's not necessarily that but even here locally like you mentioned it earlier the coyotes yeah like the coyotes were introduced here um to try to keep the small game populations down hmm. and they um, just and so they've just freaking took over man and they're everywhere yeah and so now that's why like there's no limit on them like you can kill as many as you see yeah, you know, and a coyotes. lot of people trap them for for farmers and yeah. people that own a bunch of land. Right? And they do the pay like thermal. seventy five dollars. Yeah, and they do like the thermal scopes on them too. Right. Um, Those thermal scopes are kind of crazy. Um, I've never seen one in person, but I've played like video games like Call of Duty and stuff mm -hmm. like that with thermals, and just the idea of it, you know, is yeah. pretty crazy. It I is. Mean, yeah, and I mean thermal in general, like thermal binoculars, you know. I mean, yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I would rather have a thermal than a night vision, you know? Yeah. And being able to see, like, where it's at, like, mm -hmm. the heat about the, the sensor. Does it really light up, like, white? Nah, I don't know. I don't have one. But okay. I, I know the videos, some of the videos, because they have those things where they have a camera, like, inside their scope. Yeah. So, like, you can see what they're seeing. Yeah. And it, you know. I'm, I've seen some for, like, wild, those wild hog hunts. Yeah, exactly. People so, hunt those from helicopters and stuff, man. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> shooting one from a helicopter. Mm. <laughs> I bet that cost a bunch of money. I, I mean, unless you own the helicopter, oh, yeah, I guess. I guess that would be true. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm very pro gun. I'm pro pro all of that. I mean, you know, I mean. But being pro gun, I think that goes hand in hand with being pro gun safety, doesn't it? Oh, most definitely. And and like I said, I'm not saying that every Looney Tune out here should be able to buy a gun. Yeah. You know, there should be background checks you know i don't want somebody that's murdered somebody to be able to go in a store yeah. and buy a gun you know Fresh i don't want somebody using buys a gun yeah you know? <laughs> and i don't want somebody that you know has 
severe mental illness. Yeah. Now, one law I don't agree with is that in North Carolina, anyway, if you have been involuntarily committed to a mental institution, it will be on your record. If you voluntarily go, it's not on there. So that means it doesn't show up on your record, right? Which then in turn means that you can still purchase a weapon. See, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Now, I'm not saying that people that voluntarily went shouldn't be able to own a gun. What I'm saying is that there should be some kind of stipulation where they got to have a note from their doctor, from their psychiatrist. You see what I'm saying? Something yeah. of that nature that says that this person would be okay. I feel like no matter the way you write those laws, though, for stuff like that, guns and paralleled to mental health or mental wellness or whatever you want to say, you know, like how sane someone is. Yep. I feel like there's always going to be people that fall through the cracks. Oh, there know? will be, yeah. I mean, there's people that grow up loners, never, you know, they don't talk to their family, they live by themselves. I mean, they could be crazy and not be voluntary or Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that know? stuff but still will happen. To, I mean, but, you know? but you're almost like guaranteeing with that. You know what I mean? Voluntary or involuntarily well, being committed? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a definite nix on your record there if you're involuntarily committed. Involuntarily. Right. But it, but with the voluntarily, I think that there should be some kind of stipulation to where you got to have somebody sign off on you. I mean, because... Psychiatrist? Yeah, psychiatrist <laughs> or something. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Something's got to be signed off on that says that you are in the mental capabilities to be able to purchase this weapon. I don't think that would be such a bad thing for anyone being a first-time gun owner. You know, yeah, first I mean, time I, buyer or I'm fine with that. I mean, you if, But, you know, the interesting fact is North Carolina is actually looking at, anyway, getting rid of the um, purchase permits. Because currently, to, to own a handgun in North Carolina, um, that is a halt. That was a huge one. <laughs> Um, he was coming back. He had something in his mouth. He might have called him a rabbit or a rat or something. But um, um, to purchase a firearm, a handgun firearm, you have to get a permit from your local sheriff, right? So you would have to go down there, they fingerprint you. Oh, man. You need to go to bed. They, um, they'll fingerprint you. They'll do a background check on you and all this. And then however long, it's like 10 sometimes 20 a month, I mean 20 days to a month later, they'll call you and say, hey, we got your permits. And it's signed off on by the sheriff saying that, you know, they did the background check on you. Everything was cleared. You can now go purchase a weapon. Right. So when you go to buy your handgun, that's all they need is that one of those, you know, and you're good because yeah. you've already been checked. And it's good for like three years or something like that. Right. Or you have to get another one. Well, North Carolina's looking at getting rid of that because the background check that the sheriff's office runs is the exact same background check that the they run on you at the dealership when you go to buy a rifle or a shotgun or anything like that. It's an FBI background check. Right. So they call you in, they give them your name, your social security number and all that, and they do a background check right there. Yeah. And so they're like, what's the point of having this extra step? You know if what I mean? They're going to do it anyway. If they're, yeah, if... It's the basically the exact same thing as they're doing with that, and what that brought what brought this on was the fact that when Joe Biden was going into office, everybody was worried, so everybody was buying guns, and so the sheriff's office, especially in larger cities like Charlotte or Raleigh, these places like that, were overloaded with um, permits. permits, and so like they couldn't even handle the volume that was coming in. Plus, it was during COVID. So they were short-staffed normally anyway, you know, and so they're like, man, this is really a pointless step. Yeah, you know, extra work for yeah, nothing. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, it's extra work. So, I mean, I could go either way. It don't matter to me. You know, I got my yeah. concealed carry permit. So, I mean, I, I can go anytime and buy a gun for five years, you know, and then I got to get another permit in five years. You have to re-up it in five years. You or have whatever. to take the class again? No, you don't take the class. You just have to go and get rechecked. They'll take your fingerprints again and... Just re, recheck you, you know. Now, how does that work, like, for someone carrying a gun in their car? Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a gun in your car, like, what's the... Do you have a concealed carry or not? No. As long as it's visible. As long as it's in plain sight. 
North Carolina, you can have it in there. But in plain sight, meaning it could be on the seat or the be dash? On the seat or, or in the dash or anywhere. Clip in it, clip out of it. No matter. See, that's kind of crazy, it's isn't it? It's in plain sight. It's okay. It's only when it's concealed does it become an issue. Yeah. And like having a concealed carry, if you if I was to get pulled over, it whether I had a weapon or not, it's I it's my duty to tell the officer that I have my concealed carry. Even though he knows that, because they as soon as he runs your license it's gonna come back as this driver has a concealed carry. Right. Um, but it's like my duty to let him know, hey, I I have my concealed carry but I don't have my weapon. Or hey, I've got my concealed carry-ins in my pocket. Right. You know, and you just let him know. And the one time that I've been pulled over with that, I mean, he was like, "All right, just leave it there." I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, he didn't didn't say nothing. He was like, "All right." I feel like they're not too worried there. when yeah. you let them know. Yeah, right. exactly. So, um, but it is your duty. And like, if you don't tell them, I think that you can get in trouble for it. Like, if you Makes don't sense. tell them, "Hey, I'm a concealed carry," whether you have your weapon or don't have your weapon. Um, I'm pretty sure you have to tell them. Right, because they go back, run your license, and then they come back, and you have a gun pointed at them. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, you know, that class was, I mean, it was it was very informative, man. I mean, you know, that was one of those that even if I wasn't getting one, I was glad I took it, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, it teaches you about the law, and it actually holds concealed carry people to a higher standard than you, yeah. you know, because I've had that training now you know, of what to do and what not to do. Right. You know, so it's kind of putting more liability on me to do the right thing, you right. know? And by right thing, I mean, like, not accidentally shooting somebody or something like that. Yeah. So. Guns are pretty crazy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I like them, though. That smell of that gunpowder when you're shooting, and then, like, the recoil like just i don't know it just like gives you and that's the other thing about hunting i know we started off on hunting so right back around to hunting right like the thrill of the kill man yeah you know they call it like buck fever and it don't matter what it is i mean you get kind of like an adrenaline rush you know when it happens i i know like the one i killed when my son was in there with me like like i was shaking and he was shaking and huh. you, you know it was yeah. just it was crazy because we were both just like whoo you know, like, Pumped. yeah, like an adrenaline rush came through us, you know, real fast. But, um, starting to rain. Some drizzles. But, um, but yeah, I'm all for it. We're at 52 minutes, no breaks, so. It's pretty good. We I did think. pretty good here. Did pretty good on this one. Well, I think we're going to get on out of here, Jared. So, um. Everybody out there listening, I'm glad you were able to join us, and I hope you can carpe diem. Seize the day.